Stories. By Soho House. My favourite part of creating things is surprising myself. So creating something that you can even fathom in your own imagination. Welcome to Soho House Stories with me, George Lamb. In this series, I'm going to be meeting inspirational people from all walks of life as they share with me what drives them as well as how they got to where they are now. Today, I'm talking to artist and photographer Juno Calypso. Hi, I'm Juno Calypso. I'm an artist. I work with photography, film and installation. And for the last five years, I've been taking pictures of myself dressed up as this character called Joyce. So the first time I saw Juno's work was when I watched the talk that she did with It's Nice That. And she was talking about this whole series of photos she'd done at a honeymoon hotel in the States. They were really vibrant and vivid and colourful and interesting and alluring, but also a bit kind of dark. My work is very elaborate, very pink, very feminine, very artificial, and some people say quite dreamlike and unsettling. <laughs> do you know, what do you do? What do I do? I take pictures. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> In every interview you do, it says how much you hate being asked what you do. Oh, basically. great. Good. You've done your research. Uh, but you did tell a very funny story about uh, an anaesthetist. A cheeky bastard. Yeah, what's the deal with them? They, I didn't realise they're really high paid because right. they could kill you. And they have to kind of flirt with you a bit right? while they're putting you under just to check if you're still alive or not. But I've never been put under before, so I thought they just liked me. And I thought they just were really interested in what I did. And so they asked me what I did. And that's my least favorite question. So they asked me what I did. And while they were putting this drug in my arm, I was passing out while they were asking me. And I said, I'm a photographer. And then I hate that because they can't stop there. They have to say, what do you take pictures of? And obviously, as you know... I take saucy pictures of myself. <laughs> so, yourself, right, okay. so I was like, oh, fuck. And I could feel myself like fading. And yeah, they were just, what did I, they said, oh, do you do fashion? I was like, no. Do you do landscapes? Oh, God. And I was like, <laughs> and I could, yeah, and I was really going, but I just, I had to justify myself and let them know like who I was. And so I was like, no, I take pictures of myself. And the last thing I remember is just this, anaesthetist looking really confused and staring at me and being like you take selfies and i never saw him again and that was it that's the weird Next thing day I well. remember, you never see them again yeah. you can't be like listen that wasn't what i meant to say was this like here's my yeah. work yeah like, yeah no, actually like look at my instagram but no i never saw him again so but they don't care they're just paid to do the chat it, it, well, exactly the it doesn't matter he didn't was, care yeah so why do people ask yeah well because he's contractually obliged to yeah this. exactly that's why he asked obliged flirting so you're an artist i am yeah why become an artist Cause... surely there's easier ways of making a living <laughs> well photography is quite good because you can make money from right. doing that but artists i like because you can kind of I call it like bunking life. I can be organised, but I can also just go off the rails a bit. Not like crazy, off the rails, <laughs> mad, but you know what I mean? Like just, you don't fit into like the norm. Being an artist is all right. If I was I dragging know. you to some terrible thing to yeah. make you work for me all day. Yeah, jo- like if I, when I've had a job, job, oh my God, I just can't, I can't do it. Why yeah. do you think that is? Do you come from a family of non-conformists? No, my parents are doctors. Oh, right. The most conformist thing you can do. But perhaps that's why you push back. 
Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to do good stuff for the world. <laughs> I want to do narcissistic things for myself. <laughs> I did like a personality test and they said I was a rebel. But it's not a good thing. It sounds cool, but it's not. It means basically you don't do what other people tell you to do, but you also don't do what you want to do. So you might be like, I want to join the gym, but you won't. Because right. you're like... You'll just kick back against it. Yeah, everything, anything. anything. So it's not a cool oh, thing. It's actually... Nightmare. Yeah, like I want to succeed. And like, nah, I'll right. stay in bed. So you're kind of almost like anarchic kind of yeah, strain it's bad. When did you realise you were going to become an artist then? I drew a really good picture of my friend in year six. Did you get praised for the picture or you just knew instinctively? I just knew, I was like, that's all right, you know? When you're a kid, if you can draw, that's cool. Do you um, prescribe to the notion, Picasso's thing about everybody's born an artist? Oh, totally. Even the way you do anything can be creative and art, yeah. I think it's not exclusive to people that have like a tote bag and bleached hair, do that, art stuff. Right, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, that's the uniform. That's bit, not a tote, a tote bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got an arty vibe about him. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just like one type of art, but everyone does everything with artistic flair sometimes. Do your parents, I know they're doctors, I don't know how you'd be a kind of creative. They, do they, they're creative though. They yeah, creative yeah. They doctors. love music. Like, so they fun. both play instruments and sing and my mum paints. So I think they kind of were pushed into being doctors. By their parents. And then me and my brother did what they kind of wanted to do. What does your brother do? He's a musician. Oh, cool. Yeah. Does he have a yeah. tote bag? <laughs> no, he doesn't have a tote bag. Right. He looks like Steve Jobs. Oh. Yeah. So he's that kind <laughs> of guy. I don't know what to, say, know what about to say about that. I don't know why. It's like baggy trousers and <laughs> No, just like uniform, just like, like, you know, like the same outfit every day. Right. The outfit doesn't matter. It's the it's work. the tunes that yeah. I make. Yeah. Would you ever work together? I want to collaborate with him because he does music, but he also does coding, like... You know, the stuff with the numbers and yeah. the computer. So we were thinking of doing something together where, I, like virtual reality, we, that's what he could do for me. You're going to create a, a Juno you know, Calypso the, the VR. VR? Yeah, oh, I could wicked. do that. Imagine that. You'd yeah, be, see? That'd be perfect. That's yeah. good. That's a good vibe for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my vibe. I can see that immediately. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're a young girl, you're in year six, mm. and uh, you draw this picture. And yeah. you realise maybe you're going to be an artist. Yeah. How do you go after that? How do you pursue that? Um, well, then secondary school, you'd have to do art. Like, right. you had to do art. Everyone did you did ace art. it? No, the, I kind of, the teacher hated me. But now, someone told me the other day, so I, I would... Now she lords you. Yeah, he, this guy, <laughs> Mr. Burns. Hi, Mr. Burns. He... Um, he does this show. No, he, I don't know what he's doing. But he hated me because I think I was just quite arrogant and would do stuff that was annoying. And I don't know, I just made work that was a bit... Like there was a lot of blood and stuff like that. And he just found it a bit annoying and arrogant and childish. <laughs> but Because you were kind of rebelling against... Yeah, what, and it was cringy again. work. My God, it was, not, it was not cool work. But it was my attitude of like just being like, I don't care. And then he was so rude to me. And then now my friend's little sister goes to the same school and she said that he doesn't stop talking about me and he's got some of my work, that my GCSE artwork in his toilet at home. A bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, why have you got that? <laughs> I want it back. So when you left school, you mm. went to college, right? Yep, I went to college. And that's when I started doing photography properly. And then I went Why'd to Chelsea. Why did you get into photography? Because my dad, is a, he's a doctor, but he had a dark room in his house. He, does, he takes pictures of, like, door handles and stuff, like oh, classic right. dad stuff. And so he always had, like, the equipment, but I didn't want to do photography because it was like, oh dad stuff but I took a pretty good picture and then I was like oh. and I think same as drawing when you're a kid photography people are really easily impressed by straight away because everyone kind of understands it as a medium so 
couple of pats on the back later. Yeah, and then and, I was and, like, and, okay, that's my career. You're sure. at Chelsea. Yeah, 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 exactly. And what kind of work were you doing then? Very embarrassing work. Right. Like pictures of my friends with jam coming out of their nose and their mouth, like very like sexual but creepy. I really liked, you know, David LaChapelle when right, in the okay. night, like in the noughties and nineties, where he had all the pictures of people very glossy and shiny and kind sticky, of like a edible, poppy, glossy mm, kind mm-hmm. of. That's what I wanted to do. That was my start. So I just get my but friends. Then it, but, but, then... but it ended up just with your mates with jam smeared yeah. all over them, right? So kind of crude really cool. version of crude, that. Crude, yeah. I thought I was really cool taking pictures of my friends. What like, did the teachers make of that? Oh, they hated it. They hated it. But I that more made... scorn, Juno. Yeah, more scorn. But how I, are you? I loved how... the scorn. Though. I just thought that I was like, oh, they don't understand. Like, I'm well, you're a rebel. Cool. Scorns... I'm a rebel. Yeah. What you're after? Yeah. And then I had one teacher that was like, no, this is actually shit. <laughs> and <Right>. then <laughs> let me explain. Think, to you yeah, let me break it down to you. Like, I'm not just being like t- adult and you're crazy teenager. This is actually sh- like rubbish. And she explained why, and it was like, wow, okay, she's not lying. Yeah. What was her name? I'm not going to say. Okay. <laughs> but but she, she sounds cool. like somebody should be named as opposed to Mr. Burns. Oh, yeah, Mr. Burns. On, yeah, but he's got a good name. Her name was just very whatever. She's called Esther. And yeah, she broke it down. So Esther put you on the straight and narrow, <laughs> basically. Me down. And why, so why, what was wrong with it? Um, they just said, what are you trying to do with this work? What are you... What are you bringing to the world? Trying to shock you. Yeah, I'm trying to shock everyone. I'm crazy. But it's like the world has been shocked. You know what I mean? Everyone's shock has been done. Um, And when you're young, shock factor can be so easy and fun to do. But it's not... She was like, she taught me how to be subtle and how to, like, do the same thing, but without all the blood and everything. She's like, don't give it all away. So I learned about suspense. There you go. That's a great life lesson there. Don't yeah, give it all don't away. give it all away. Did she give you some books or anything? Or oh, gave... loads of books. What she was like, she actually said, she was like, you need to read, you need to watch films. Your work looks like you just look at other photographs. And the same with like people that make films that just watch other films. And so you, you need to get to like the primary resource of information. So she would spend all her time just reading essays and philosophy and psychology and all this stuff and looking at paintings rather than other photographs so yeah I just went real deep with the research I was kind of like why why am I doing this the research isn't gonna be on the wall but I found that the more research I did the pictures came out so much quicker And they just looked so much better. They had more... Depth. Yeah. They were intellectual pics. Right. Mm. That's interesting. I know. And it, it took me by surprise. I was like, oh. I graduated like five years ago, and that was when I was like, my brain was exploding. I was just filling it with so much information. And now I don't really, like, like as you I've do. Read. Yeah, I've read. I, exactly, yeah, exactly, I've read. <laughs> Book's done. Um, I've read, and now I, yeah, it's obviously just... I've slacked a bit, but I think that's fine as well to make work that isn't so deep. It's just visual. Well, maybe you go, you know, it's, yeah. it ebbs and flows, isn't Books it? Books are always know? there, you know. They're never they're going to go anywhere. Sometimes, what was it? Uh, I'm clutching for this, but I'm not going to get it, I don't think. A friend of mine 
is a big jujitsu head. Oh yeah, I have a friend that was into that. And jujitsu's deep, like yeah. it's really, really deep, basically. And <laughs> mm. it is. It's no, like, I know. I'm like, laughing because it's funny that they made it so deep. <laughs> like, and his whole thing was just like you know, sometimes I'm in a. I'm in a kind of learning phase and a mm. receiving phase, and mm-hmm. sometimes I'm in an acting, like a, a, an acting out and a doing. I like that. Yeah, and 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 yeah. so he's like, I don't, I can't receive anymore at the moment. I can't receive. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I, I cannot receive the words. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just going to do now for yeah. a bit, and I'm going to put some of this out, mm-hmm. and then at another at a certain point, for whatever reason, I'm going to yeah. wake up one day and I'm going to be like, cool, I need a bit more to yeah. come in now, you know. So yeah, the winter is good for that. It's, it's upon know. us. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> So you go through college, you, yeah. you kick back this lovely Esther. Esther puts changes you, my life. She puts you on the straight. Yeah. And then when did you start making work that you're, you're still proud of today? It was my first, the first time taking pictures of myself okay. in, and showing other people. So I did all the cringy work of my friends. And then I did these pictures of myself dressed up. The idea was just to have like different You at the outfits. computer desk and all the yeah, rest of Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, characters. like the Anne Summers outfits. It's yeah. always like a nurse of this and then that. Yeah. I wanted to do get into sexy outfits but just look incredibly bored and disappointed why did why because um it was just a cheap you know it was just it was just a a little juxtaposition you know (laughs) it was a quick pun it was very quick it was just oh sexy girls but depressed you know that was it do you think there are a lot of sexy depressed girls yeah that was me like that was totally me it was all like based on personal experience there were so many times where i used to like dress up but I'd just be feeling like, oh, this ain't, this is not it. <laughs> like, and this feminine, sexy girl, how you're supposed to feel as well, be like, cool, happy, fun. Yeah, but we're humans with emotions and you're going to have a mix of feelings. And sometimes in your head, it's going to be really good. And then the reality is disappointing or a bit like, or I would feel a bit oppressed by it. I'd feel like I'd wear these outfits for them. And then you can just see in their eyes, like they're just horny as hell. And you're like, oh, like. You're objectifying me. Yeah. Or just like, this is really boring. This is kind of basic. Like, you're just, I don't know. Like, when you're growing up, you're taught to think, like, I don't know, as a girl, as a straight girl, it's like getting a man's attention is the best thing. It's like money. It's yeah. like your looks and being sexy is like, like, that's like currency. And then it's like when people get rich and they realize it's actually boring. It was like that. It's very interesting you say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you rich? <laughs> I, I, I didn't quite get to rich, but I got but you've close. you've been there and was it, close. it was empty. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it's boring. You've got everything and yeah. And what? And what now? And what now? Mm-hmm. My little sister just put some pictures up on Instagram mm. and I've struggled with it. I don't know how to deal with it. And like, I didn't mm. say anything because I was like, I don't, I don't know how to do this without it turning into a fight. Mm. And but anyway, she took them down because she realised herself that she was like, I got loads. She got like 10 times yeah. more likes of these photos of her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't know. That doesn't make me feel nice. You yeah. Know? And so then I got into this whole thing of, because when the older one who's put her first pictures up, mm-hmm. I wrote in what the comments, I wrote like, is this for real? Like, oh, come on, like, you're, old, you're such a boring older brother. Don't comment on it, just leave it. That's difficult yeah. though. That's <laughs> difficult for an older brother yeah. to let you... I know, but it's not your business anymore. Really? Yeah. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I'm really, I'm interested I'm pro- to hear yeah, it. Yeah, no, because so basically I, as, even though I just said that little sad brother. story, no, <laughs> even though I was like, oh, it made me feel like shit. It's more like it's presented to you as a one dimensional thing. Like, oh, be sexy and you'll be happy. And then you try it and you're like, okay, actually, it's a bit weird. It's a weird exchange. But I'm, that's not me saying that I'm like, oh, it's terrible and young girls should stay away from it. I think it's incredible. I think discovering your body and your sexuality is incredible. But it, yeah, it just, I'm interested in all aspects of it, like all, like in just studying it rather than saying, oh, it's such a terrible thing that young girls are doing. It's not. It's really creative. It all comes from fear. The girls taking off their clothes is not the problem. It's the way they're treated. It's the other people treating them badly for taking off their clothes. And it's like saying, oh, like, it's like when you walk down the street, like, I walked down the street with my phone in my hand and the police were like, put away your phone. Someone's going to rob your phone. And I was like, leave it out. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm not in school, first of all. And it's the same thing with like, don't wear that. Something bad might happen. It's like, no, you're putting the blame on the wrong person. And if you tell them not to do it, they're just going to do it anyway. They're teenage girls. They're going to do it. That's me told. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, but it's, look, it's, I, yeah. I get it. This is how it should be. It shouldn't yeah. all be me just, you know, I know everything. So what do you do? I don't. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have asked you, you yeah. know, your opinion on it. So. We're digressing. Yeah, we've digressed. You left college. Left college. You, you had, Art uh, school. Everybody everything. loved you. Everybody, everybody loved all loved your me. stuff. Oh, and then the lull after. Mm. Well, yeah, it wasn't straight after, but... Because I, yeah, I got picked up by a curator and commissioned to carry on my project. And so I had an exhibition like six months after graduating, which is amazing. Like everyone else from my course was like, oh, we're just lost. And I had something to do and I did something great. But then after that, I had like a whole year where I was just depressed and did nothing. It's inevitable. It's going to get you at some point when you graduate. And Have you suffered me. from it throughout oh, yeah. your life? Or? Yeah, I think I was always like, when when you're a teenager, you think it's just hormones and people just thought I was difficult or annoying. But then it was only in that year, it was only when I was 23, to, yeah, that actually a GP was like, no, you're really depressed. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like, finally, someone has told me because I'd been feeling that way. But I think also when you're an artist, you're like, oh, it's just who I am. I'm an emotional person. But it's such a relief to be like, oh, actually, you got an imbalance. And they Did you take it. pills? Yeah, I took one this morning, baby. Right. <laughs> I love them, and it, and and it all changes. Yeah, literally. And I'm so annoyed I didn't take them sooner. I could have saved myself a lot of embarrassment, like from the ages of like 17, 18, 19, 20. Like so much shit could have been a bit more balanced. But hey, right. Because so some people start them when they're really were young. You up and down all the time, or were you, yeah, were you like... I just get really emotional and depressed. I'd like, especially about like. I think I'd channel it all into boys and be like, I'd really fancy someone or I'd break up with someone and everything would be so dramatic. And really it was just, it's because my emotions were just too wide. Like the pills just make them a little bit more narrow. So it's like having the gutters up when you go bowling. So you can't, you you know, it's true. Like you're still bouncing around. Life is still crazy. Whoa. (laughs) But you're not going to drop into the gutter. Into the abyss. Yeah. Yeah, There's still a possibility of a strike. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so I drop into the abyss regularly. And so it was such a relief. That's tiring. Yeah. And it's boring. You don't get a lot done. So yeah, in that year of doing nothing, I sorted out my head. Do you think we need more of that in school maybe? Oh yeah, totally. Like do you remember in school, like the counsellors were only there for people that were literally like coming in with bruises on their face and getting into fights and all like serious problems but there's so much like mood problems and they could have had more of that 
We've got to figure out how to do that. I spent six months, I did three days a week, mm. and it's the best thing. Three days a week doing what? Therapy. Therapy, yeah. Yeah, and it's the best thing. Yeah, she had done. me in twice a week, and yeah. I was like, now you've got to, what's you've wrong? Got, you've got to dig down. I ran out of things to say. I was like, well. <laughs> But then, then yeah, sometimes they're got, the best bits because then yeah. you're like, I, I haven't got anything to say to them. Mm. They're like, cool. And you just sit let's there. Let's talk about your childhood then. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go and back. And you just be quiet. And then the yeah. next thing you know, you're like, Ugh, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I never cried in therapy, which really? I find weird. Did you ever cry? Oh, plenty. Oh, see, I wish I could. I feel like I didn't do the full. You can go yeah. back. You can go back to go it. Go back and have there. a good cry. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you got the pills, you sorted your head out. And then as... I think it was li- like the pills made me go to that honeymoon hotel because everyone's like, why did you go to this honeymoon hotel in America? And I wanted to be like 40 milligrams of citalopram. Like, that's why I went. I was flying. I was flying. I was ready. It looked really cool. But yeah, I had some money and I felt good. And I was so bored. Like, you know, when you're depressed and it's just boring, like apart from crying, you're just mind-numbingly bored and so I hadn't done anything for so long and I was like I found this hotel and I was like I'm going I don't care how stressful or weird or like awkward it's going to be I'm going and that's when it all started up again The first time you came on my radio I wish I could say I'm you know, <laughs> cooler than that and I'd see I've watched you come all the way through Jenna but the first time you came on was when you made this series of pictures from this The, the, the honeymoon the honey Yeah that was, the first, that was like I guess the break the breakthrough the breakthrough project yeah that was when people were like okay who's this girl what is she up to Mr Burns was like Mr Burns was yeah exactly (laughs) Mr Burns was pissed yeah punching the wall in Pennsylvania there's an area called the Poconos where in the 60s if you couldn't afford to go to Hawaii you'd go to the Poconos and so there's loads of resorts around there There's big lakes and there's big resorts where they have like themed rooms. Experience the ultimate fantasy, the Champagne Towers, a champagne glass whirlpool for two. All packages include fabulous dining three times a day. And so there's this one that I went to that has all these rooms designed by one guy. Like they they just look insane and there's mirrors everywhere there's mirrors on the ceiling heart-shaped hot tubs everything's pink and nothing has changed as well since the 60s they've kept the decor the same but, and you don't get that in England a lot like I was looking around in England for somewhere similar but everything gets renovated really quickly but this is just there's so much land and there's just no one can be bothered to change it so it's just there like this time capsule wow and is yeah. it still busy? Yeah, it wasn't seedy, it was more romantic. Like, a lot of couples go in there, like, every year on their anniversary for 30 years. And, yeah, just loads of happy couples. And then me, alone. What was that like? I loved it. It was, like, I don't mind being by myself, and I wanted to go alone. But I didn't think about... I I was so focused on the room that I was going to be staying in, I didn't think about the other people, and... So you get like free breakfast and dinner. And I just thought it was a buffet, just go in. Like, But instead it was like table service and romantic music and they and pull out the you. chairs and then just me. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that it added to... Then I realised, because I went there just because the hotel looked cool, but then I realised I'm making a project a bit about monogamy and or versus solitude. So. Monogamy versus solitude. <laughs> yeah. Discuss. Um, 
Well, it's like, what is, who's that comedian um, who's like married and bored or single and lonely? That's your choices. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're single and you're not looking and you've got something to do, like a project in a hotel room, like you've got something to do, that is the key. That's like the most enjoyable place to be because you're just by yourself focused on something and you're not like with someone who's like, oh, like bringing you down. Haven't got to deal with someone else's shit, just your own. And that's quite nice. So you're in this room and you start self-shoot yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you do the whole process yourself, right? Yeah, everything myself, just camera, tripod, remote control. And then I do kind of like, it's like a film crew in one body. So it's like hair and makeup, DOP, like director, actor, everything. And they come out, what's the best way you've had your work described? Because you have pigeonholing yourself, yeah. terrible. But sometimes you read things and you're like, that's quite good. Yeah, I, like I always that. copy what people, and put it into my like bio, where people say, I don't know, like staged self-portraits. is like the easiest way of summing up what it is. Um, performing for the camera, love that one. Yeah, that's a good phrase. So yeah, it's a private performance for the camera. Right, okay. That's, and a lot of yeah. the time you're you're naked or half naked or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I started out with a lot of clothes, but then I found it with photography, it overlaps with fashion photography so much that the more clothes I had, the more it looked like just some random editorial. And so you can't get more classic than the nude. Like You can't get more classic than just the naked body that's when it's just art because it's like you're not trying to sell clothes or you're not trying to show how good you are at styling or anything it's like just the original thing old school mm. so whilst they're very they're definitely very sexy there's mm. also an honesty to it as well you're not trying to airbrush yourself or make you, you no. know like and you talked about that exploration into i think you said something along the lines of looking at how ugly you are basically oh yeah Oh yes, <laughs> and 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 you, that society doesn't do that very often. I don't think. Yeah, I mean they're not. They are still quite normal, like in inverted commas, looking like they are. I'm not being that subversive, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like people look at my work and assume that I'm like in love with myself and I think I'm perfect and I'm I'm happy to be in front of the camera, but really it's just convenience. Like I'm there, and. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't mind it, but I don't. I don't love it. What you see is like completely edited, not edited like airbrush, but edited down from a one big, of yeah, one of a million. Yeah. And if you saw some of those other ones, yeah, like I've when I've been looking through my hard drives and I've seen the off like the the off cuts. Cu- wow, I'm like that is not attractive. There was one very yeah. funny one where there's a there's this uh, you've got this kind of like uh, like milky bath water oh, yeah. and you've got a hand kind of coming through mm-hmm. like uh like you know like King yeah, like Arthur a horror kind film. of yeah. or, or yeah and or and, Freddy uh, Krueger in the bath when the, he comes out right so you've got mm-hmm. this hand coming through and it looks mm-hmm. really you know you're like oh wow that's yeah, really yeah, sad. Yeah. and then and then you show the next shot which is <laughs> is you kind of like with one hand out the yeah, bath catching yeah. the side of your yeah, neck yeah, kind yeah. Of, and you just look like yeah, a kind of looking... hot girl like as in a like mm-hmm. temperature hot girl mm-hmm. in the bath basically. yeah I look rough like I'm just I'm just there with like my hair up all messy like just yeah, kind of like grafting away to try and make something that looks really perfect and cute. And so, yeah, I guess I like that, like the behind the curtains of it. Yeah, it doesn't look very good when I'm doing it. That's why I get people asking me like, oh my God, can I assist you? Can I be there? And I'm like, you don't want to be there. Yeah. You don't want to see some of this stuff. <laughs> like the angles and the, I always get bruises on my knees from like crawling around, like trying to find, trying to get the camera. Like it's just, 
yeah, it's like a lot of stress to make something that looks very like, ooh, I always say it wrong, but is it ethereal or ethereal? Ethereal. <laughs> ethereal. Yeah. I said ethereal for ethereal's so long. Ethereal's all right. Whatever. No, it's Don't not. worry about it. It's not. Oh, so ethereal. <laughs> <laughs> People wow. would be like, she's really cool. She's got a tote bag. Ethereal. So ethereal. Ethereal. There's one whole setup where you paint yourself green. Yeah, that one became what was all quite that iconic. About? What was all that about? What was I thinking? Um, I just thought, because the hotel was pink, and I just thought the opposite of pink is green, like I'm wearing today, lots of green. Um, it complements pink, so that was the first thought. And then I thought, well, I could be like a kind of monster coming out of this bath. Because I was thinking, what could be interesting in a honeymoon hotel? What could be, like, the usual thing you'd see is someone in some nice underwear, like, romantic honeymoon thing. But I thought, what if there was, like, a an alien there that was it very simple thought what if there was some kind of monster and I could be that monster if I just paint myself green and so I did and I didn't think it was that I thought it was a bit too obvious I thought oh this is me going back to my like jam out of the nose time like I'm an idiot again. yeah oh, I'm a fool I've lost it <laughs> Esther give me a book man I need a book to read because this is not cool but everyone loved that picture which I love. I'm so happy. But and then also you think, but do they love it because they're not cool either? They need to read a book as well. Like is the oh Christ, <laughs> I'm super meta on oh, it all. No. You don't know what's no, going on. But it's true. On. Like your your most popular stuff, like musicians, like their most popular music, they kind of hate in the end. But I don't hate that picture. I love it. But it's kind of like the mainstream hit is just going to be the one that's like, oh, it's a green body. Oh, like it's very simple what it does to your brain. You're just like, oh. That's a bit different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Oh, <laughs> quirky. I like the colours. So then having had a little bit of success at college and then, mm. and, then, and then going through the fallow year and then coming back out and being lauded as the kind of new hot thing, how does that feel? Feels nice. Yeah. Feels like, yeah, really nice. And like it's worth the, like I feel like I sacrificed quite a lot for it. Like when I did the honeymoon thing or when I did my final year at uni where I had to turn it all around and show them I had to really like discipline myself and cut myself off from like going to the pub after uni like going here like seeing friends like all that kind of stuff I would have none of that I just completely shut down my social life and just work and I, I like that I like the intensity of like going mad and like going mad for it and, and just working constantly and when I was in my last year at uni, it was when that film Black Swan, yeah, with Natalie Portman, yeah, where she goes nuts yeah. to be perfect. I saw that and I was like, "That's me. That's what I want to do." And so, so after you nuts do to that, be yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now, when I get success, I'm like, "Well, yeah, thanks," because I haven't I went seen. through a hell of a lot. Yeah, I've, I've tried really hard. So, thank you. It's not like, oh my god, I don't know how that happened. I hate when people say that, where they're like, "I just don't know. It's crazy." I'm just blessed. It's like, no, I worked really hard. And I think no one's going to remember you for going to the pub and telling a good story. Like, shame. You know, no one's <laughs> going to be like, oh, wow. Like, I guess it's kind of narcissistic to be like, I want to be remembered. I was but, about to say, do you, yeah. you want to be remembered? No, but not remember, but I want to, like, on my deathbed, I guess, be like, yeah, tried hard. Like, I did some stuff, which isn't bad. Like, a lot of people don't get to do what they want to do because of other things. It, in I life. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like you have to do loads of cool shit in your life. Like you don't, but I personally want to have something that I've created that can't be taken away from me. It's not like some people just want to have a really nice family or a really nice group of friends. But then I don't know, that's not I need something that I've made that's mine. Yeah. 
I also, from watching all your videos, your second least favourite question is what's next? Oh, yeah, what's next? So what's oh. next? Um, nothing, which is really nice because like that jiu-jitsu guy, I, can, I think I'm ready to receive. Okay. I think I'm ready. Right, I think um, you're in that, that period. Yeah, yeah I'm in books. that period where I want to hit. The, I want to hit the books again. When people say what's next, I'm like, I just did something. So in January, I went to Las Vegas for three weeks by myself, and I found this house that was built by the CEO of Avon in the '60s. In a nuclear attack on this country, one of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout. And it was built completely underground because they thought that, like, Cold War nuclear terror. The large number of weapons which probably would be dropped in a full-scale attack would produce fallout. And they thought the future, everyone would live underground. It was like the new thing. And so the house is still there now. And it's like not just a bunker, it's like a swimming pool, like five bedrooms. It's a nice vibe. It is a nice vibe. And all completely like a time capsule again, like the honeymoon hotel. Your safety depends upon putting a sufficient mass between yourself and the fallout. Concrete, bricks, earth or sand are the best. But now it's owned by this group of people who are all signed up to be frozen when they die. So they're immortalists. These people think life should never end and death is a disease that we can cure. And they want to live forever because they want to have like multiple lives. Most people think that they freeze them when they're still alive, but that's not true. They have to wait till they naturally die and then straight away put them on ice and then dip them in liquid nitrogen until we find a cure. Right, what so like almost like the second they die, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're kind of in and a it gets slight, quite stressful because sometimes they defrost, area. like, yeah, the second they die, they put them on ice, right? And then they extract so, all their blood and replace their blood with a fluid that won't freeze. Because before they would just, well, in the early days, they were doing this in the 60s, they would just freeze them. And obviously, when you freeze water, it just cracks, so yeah. your whole body would just crack. And so now they like do a whole thing to you. But so I spent three weeks just with one of them, there was one member of the group, and he was there. And he, it was just so interesting hanging out with like someone who just was so optimistic about life. Like he just wanted to live forever and he just thought, he he wanted to just do loads of PhDs. <laughs> that was his, he was like, I just want to learn forever. But I think most of them are quite science based in their thinking. They're not very emotional. So, no, it's true. I think they're, they're kind of like some of them. And why was it you wanted to live forever, John? Well, yeah. <laughs> there was just I like the, science. the possibility of <laughs> numerous PhDs. It's true. He wanted to just do PhDs. But surely he must know at a certain point in the future, we're just going to put a chip in our head. Oh, and they we'll want that as well. P- we'll have all the PhDs and all the rest of it. No, he, yeah, they want that too. They want, they, they think that they can grow you a new body. So some people just get their head frozen and they think that they will grow you a whole new body. Yeah, they're not... I think because life they just get their head much, frozen. Yeah, it's cheaper as well. So. <laughs> Who chops the head off? Oh, these I've seen in the books. I've looked in all the like magazines and books they had, and the people doing these treatments. I'm like, are they doctors? Are they scientists? Like, I think they're people with just a bit of first aid training, <laughs> and, then, and then they cut off someone's head. Been on a two day, and they do it John's in like the garage. Yeah, course. and then suddenly they're sawing through someone's neck. It's mad. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> So you went down into the bunker, yeah. tried to dodge his optimism and yeah. took some pictures of yourself? I couldn't dodge it. Yeah, I, I took pictures, but I could not dodge his right. chats. He lived in a house that was above the ground because someone they built a little 
shack above ground and so he was there and so I'd just come up to get a coffee in the morning and like use the kitchen and I had to time that really well because every time I went up I would get like a two-hour lecture on like why the world is going wrong and why we need to change and all these mad political views so yeah I had to swerving that I was yeah. only after a, a <laughs> I only wanted a coffee yeah. and now I'm getting told like why you should change all your money into gold and that was like when I learned to like not be there when someone's talking you know and you have to proper learn like an Olympian right, how can I not listen but also look like I'm but listening nod. yeah not mm. yeah yeah right, okay mm-hmm. well, that's a good skill and so this body of work yeah, so it's called What to Do with a Million Years, which was one of the titles in their magazines. Right. So they were like, what do you do with a million yeah, years? What right. should we do? Like, So it's a series of pictures of me in the bunker, like in various rooms, doing various things. Yeah, kind of similar to before, but a much bigger scale set. What, just as in literally bigger bigger rooms or, yeah, or more it, lights it was, or more It was more like or... the fact that, no, this camera, exactly the same, just one camera, tripod, remote control. But it was more like in the honeymoon hotel, it's like, and with all my work, I feel like it's just restricted to me in a room. Whereas in this house, because they permanently lived underground, they built themselves a garden, like a fake garden with a wall that was painted like scenery and then the house is in the middle with windows and stuff. So there's technically like an inside and an outside. So I could take the camera outside and take pictures of myself through the window. Hello. So I did a, yeah, I did yeah. a little <laughs> rear window, which was great because I can never do that in the real world because people will walk past and be like, what the fuck are you doing? And so I got to kind of peep in on myself from a new angle, which was really fun. Cool. Mm. They're out there. They've been exhibited. They're, they're out, out and about. They're out in the world. Yeah, and next, who knows? Great. Well, I hope I hope the period of uh, receiving the period of receiving is you know full of abundance and and uh, and wonderful inspiration. And I can't wait to see the next thing that happens. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you for talking. Oh, thank you, thank you for, for sharing. Me. And uh, and I wish you the best of luck. Thanks. This episode of Soho House Stories featured me, George Lamb, talking to Juno Calypso. It was brought to you by Soho House and Radio Wolfgang. Like I had an ex that did jiu-jitsu. I remember we took mushrooms together and he started crying. And I thought he was going to tell me he loved me. And, and he'd never said it before. And he just said, I love jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <laughs>